It is Monday, the 22nd of March, and you're listening to the BBL Nation podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. Me, myself, I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Dan. How's it going today, Dan? Good evening. I'm excited for this speedrun podcast. Um, we're going we're gonna to fill a world record today. Yeah, it's hopefully going to be a bit shorter than the, our previous ones, which have all approached the hour mark, unfortunately. But only one game that we're going to be focusing on before we get to that. Banner, you're also here. James, how you doing? Very good. I'm excited to be discussing things with you guys. Yeah, and I bet you're also excited for our segment coming later after oh. we discuss the basketball. So stick around for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before we get to that, more important matters to take care of. We did have the BBL Trophy final on Sunday, something that we completely missed <laughs> uh, to hype up. Um, the BBL Trophy yeah. just kind of kind of passed us by this season, really. What are your thoughts on that, James? Yeah, we uh, we we forgot to mention it at the end of the last last podcast. So, but uh, it, we we made up for it by making an entire episode dedicated to it. Yeah. And uh, one exciting final it was between the London Lions and the Plymouth Raiders, the Lions, picking up their first ever BBL trophy, which I have to say I was quite yeah, I was quite surprised to hear that one. If you told me that, I would not. I would not believe you. Yeah, well, I just did. So clearly you did believe me. I uh, yeah, very interesting. Eagles won it seven times, but this is... The Lions, first time ever winning it. Congratulations to them. They beat the Raiders 88-82, to and we're going to talk all about it, starting with you, Dan. Dan, give me your overall thoughts on this game, how it went down, uh, and why it went down in the way it did. Okay. So, well, the, ga- the game was won in the... Uh... Wait, hello? Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, the, the static went again. I thought I'd gone. Okay. It's your part, Dan. It's your part. I'm, t- I'm taking off. I'm taking off my bingo sheet. <laughs> okay. So the game. The game was won in the first half. I would say. If we're just looking at the quarter scores, Lions win the first quarter, twenty-eight seventeen, and the second quarter, twenty-four to twenty-one, and that was because, as was mentioned, very fast-paced. In the first half, when when was this mentioned, Dan? When was this mentioned? It's in mentioned my brain. Oh, okay. Yeah, the speed of light, that thing. Yeah, it, it, I mean, you could see watching the game. It was very fast paced, um, and that that favoured the lines more. But I don't know why. Um, so I was hoping you guys could enlighten me on why spaced games are better for the lines. I think. It is to do with the player pool, isn't it? Because guys, guys like Liggins and Robinson have the ability to create from that end very quickly, and yeah, they're good passes in the transition. But also, the guy, their two main players that run the floor, Parker and Williams, are among the best in the league at that. You know, if a guy like Williams gets gets in on the fast break, he'll jump in the air, and you'll jump, and you'll just you'll like be back on the ground before he's even released the ball. It does get a lot of hang time for such a big boy. Um, but also, I want to touch on what Dan said as well. Fast-paced suiting the Lions. Being also the most sort of uh, reliant and also successful at shooting the three in the league. Would you say that a fast-paced game, sort of not allowing the defence to get set up and 
sort of respond to, um, you know, their outside threats? Do you think that also plays a part in it? I think they're quite multifaceted um, lines in terms of their offence, which I think bodes well, considering, you know, it's crunch time soon in terms of playoffs, and Lions are obviously going to look to do the double, having missed out on the cup earlier this season. You know, they they had the squad... I had the squad to compete in Europe and uh, it didn't go out that way. But, um, you know, England is the next best option, isn't it? Or Britain, rather. Sorry. Sorry. Britain. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. 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 The Glasgow Rocks are seething at that. But it's not just, it's not just the double that they're capable of looking. Very nice. Thank you, Dan. Thank you very much for that. But um, it's on. not just the double. Surely they'd be aiming for the triple if you're counting the... Uh, the championship as its own separate title, which I I do personally. That's fair. I always think of it in terms of NBA terms as in winning the playoffs. But uh, you know, in in the in British culture, the league is important as well, isn't it? It's counted as its own thing in the BBL. So yeah, I think it, that's a. I think it should be. Yeah, being the best team over over a stretch of the whole season. You know, it shouldn't count for nothing, in my opinion. So, uh, Dan or James, whoever wants to jump in on this one, I want to hear about the players in this game. Who really stood out for you on either side? And uh, where was the game won or lost from a player perspective? Dan. Uh, okay, I'll go, I'll go first, Jimmy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, well, the game was won by the Lions, as you can tell by the score. And I think thank uh, you, thank you, Dan. I was going to start talking about uh, cutting edge. I was going to start talking about McGill, but then it would be a bit awkward because he didn't win the game for them. I'll let, I'll let Jimmy talk about McGill true, if he wants. Uh, Dirk Williams, big fan of Dirk Williams today. Um, he's good on defense and offense. Defensively, he's very aggressive. He's like Benji, very annoying to dribble against because he's like I can tell Ben Benji's really smug right now, and I hate him. <laughs> this is more whenever I have to play whenever I have to play defense here Dan Dan gets so angry <laughs> oh why do you keep trying to steal the ball <laughs> Dan's got no left he may, he may as well dribble with his hand behind his back <laughs> okay just exposing me like that but yeah Dirk Williams does that a lot Um, and I, I mean he got how many steals certainly got like one or two probably he just puts them off you know and um, offensively it's good in transition, he's got long legs. You know, he's very unpredictable. You know, when he goes up for a layup, you don't know what he's going to do with it. You don't know if he's going to dunk it, if he's going to circus it, or you know. So I'm a big fan of that. Got 20 points and uh five rebounds, and yeah, very very efficient from the three point line. I would also add four or five. Um, you know, an eight of ten overall. It's very, very efficient shooting numbers for, for a player of Dirk Williams' caliber. I guess yeah. we expect nothing less, right? Shot, yeah, shot well, yeah. shot well for sure. I made up, made up for guys like, um, like Kevin Ware. Normally, normally up there with the league's best shooters, but only shot one for five today. Dirk stepped in, but I would argue, the biggest player for Lions today was definitely Liggins. I mean, there was a bit of a one-two punch going on, but Liggins, on offense at least, but Liggins, it, he really showed the completeness of his game today. I mean, only 19 points, but uh, they were all like crucial points. Right from the start, he was locked in. You know, he would take the isolation when needed. Uh, he would create when needed in different plays. 
and um, extremely good defender, as we all know. Obviously, mm. NBA former NBA G League Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, oh. He got five, five steals. Five steals. I want to point out. Wow, is, that, is, that was impressive. It's a number, isn't it? That is a number. Uh, he also fouled out of this game, as I'm seeing. When did when did that sort of happen? And did that have a did that have a right right at the end? Maybe them. Oh right at the end. Okay. And it was I think it was it was just oh. after he he scored his own and one play. So it was um and sort of pretty much you know well, put the nail in the coffin. He he had his four fouls. Uh, I don't I think it was late in the third. So uh, Vince took him off. Vince took him, sorry, I was looking at Jimmy. Vince took him off. Um, so yeah, he missed a lot of the fourth quarter because he was on four fouls. So yeah, well, clearly, clearly it didn't affect the Lions because they won. So yeah, so um, I wanna I wanna hear more about McGill's. I'm seeing the stat sheet here: 31 points. Um, it's obviously a pretty huge number, and uh, no one else in his team came particularly close. So what was he doing right in this game, and uh, why wasn't it enough to secure the Raiders the win? He was unstoppable, particularly in the third quarter. I mean, at one point he really went off. Uh, I mean, he was elite, le- lethal in terms of the the blow by, and he go by the first first line defense with ease, and then immediately into his mid range, which he had very good footwork on, or straight to the basket before anyone else could really react, and um, really explosive, especially attacking the closeout, which I was, you know. Which is obviously, you know, fundamentals. Coach would be happy, but um, he's he's among the best, and it, and it's quite interesting because obviously Hamilton hasn't been playing for the last few games, and he, he returned for this game, although it didn't didn't have much of a role. But um, you know, McGill's really taken the load, and you know, he was the best player on the pitch. Pitch, not the pitch. <laughs> cool. Just checking you're listening. Oh yeah, okay. checking you're listening. Especially Dan, he he definitely needs that sort of checkup. Yeah, he played like a king. Me, interesting. Yes, you, Dan. What was interesting was that in the last, was it? We by the play-by-play in the last like ten or eleven seconds. I can't remember. Ah, last seven seconds. They would uh, thingy Plymouth were down by two. I think down, uh, down by down by four, and um. Called a timeout, and then um, McGill was the one who was inbounding the ball, and he passed it to Porter Bonton, who was 0 for 8 on the uh, field goal. <laughs> thing. So it was really yeah, weird. I, I I noticed that. I'm like, that is weird, isn't it? They didn't they didn't run plays at that stage uh, in terms of because you know I figured PJ would have something in the uh, in the book, but it didn't seem didn't seem so. And then I do, I do just want to touch on, um, unfortunately, you know, touch on Porter Bunton and uh, also LVC Dusha, a couple of players that um, I would consider quite important pieces for this Raiders team, but both had pretty disappointing uh, outings. Porter Bunton, as you said, zero for eight uh, on the day. He's only four points coming from free throws uh, and then only uh, five rebounds to assists to pad out his stats. And then also LVC Dusha, he only played 11 minutes, which is already a little bit, um, you know, suspect. I guess when, thing is, I guess when you've got McGill having such a good game, it's, uh, you know, you don't really want to take that man out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seemed like, 
Avisi Dusha, you know, he's got the classic zero point stat line. But classic to Avisi Dusha, five assists in 11 minutes. You know, uh, yeah, that's Elvisi, isn't it? <laughs> but I don't know. Like that's him. That's just him through and through. <laughs> that is. Such Everyone knows Elvisi's game. But um, he's a giver and not a not a selfish player. I, I think Prince eBay was was quite disruptive, as he always is. And uh, when he got one, I want to point out one block he got, which was actually insane. Like, it wasn't one of those kind you go like, and like, send it to the stands. But like there was a mid range from I think Ali Hodzic. He just extends and gets like the tiniest fingertip in no time. I was really like, like a snake. Really like he's that exactly that, like a coiled snake. And um, <laughs> it really gives sure. it gives an extra factor to their defense and allows them to, uh, you know, press pretty tough, knowing that he's got their back. Yeah. And was the was the um, I know the full court press is something that we've seen from the Lions in the past. Did they employ that here, or is that something that they sort of tried early on in the season and then haven't really uh, gone back to since? No, they didn't go for much in full full court at any point, particularly. But they did they did play quite aggressively on defense in terms of hunting steals, which is something you know they they got some success out in the first two quarters, didn't they, Dan? Yes, if you look at the stats. Sure. Yeah, and that, that helped that helped feed their transition lots, didn't it? All right, so obviously this game was uh, on Sky Sports, streamed on YouTube. So how did you guys uh, find the Sky Sports presentation compared to what we see every week on BBR Player? Well, the presentation was lovely. You know, I can go on about, you know, you've got your different camera angles, um, but... Lots, do... lots of camera angles. Yeah, I know. Some almost, of them were quite unorthodox. Almost too many, especially when... You know, you're in transition and you miss the play because they're switching camera angles. But, you know, it's the price you have to pay for the cinema. Um, but the one thing I do have to complain about is the amount of ads. And I'm not sure if Jimmy's going to own this. I don't know if he's using Adblock. You better not be Jimmy. It was like an ad. Well, you talk like... about ads on YouTube. I, I but that's like, different to live to live performance, isn't it? We don't like Sky Sports like set the amount of ads. There was like an ad every like two or three minutes. But... It's true, but that, that I I did notice that. But that's obviously on the on the YouTube VOD, so it's different to how you would experience it live. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought it was it was really smooth. The uh, the build up, the build up. They had good interviews, and Vince was dressed for the occasion, wasn't he, Dan? I was yeah. just about to move on to that. So talk talk me through Vince's attire because I've seen some pictures on social media and it was a. Uh, I just I like I like that he uh, he knows when it's a big day. Every final he does it. It's not this isn't a rare isn't a exception. Every final he's always in his jacket, and we think or when he's when we say we, I mean I think as I was talking to these two earlier about. It's to take the pressure off the players because, you know, Vince comes in in his jacket and everyone's, you know, all the paparazzi. Having a good time. <laughs> Party time. Yeah, everyone, every, all the eyes are on him. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he, that's why he does that because he, he's a very wise man. Vince. That's a good, good idea. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I noticed uh, someone in the YouTube chat said he looks like a pimp. I wouldn't go that far. I think he, he had he had a bit more class. I think he was a bit more tasteful. But um, 
Give us some I like, yeah, I like the YouTube chat. Exactly. Yeah. We need to talk about the chat. It's interesting. And it's you like can a, let anyone gets on there. It's like a, it's like having a crowd. The crowds are back. We don't need crowds at the arena. We've got a crowd in the yeah, chat. We need, the YouTube. we need someone to like. We need like an automated bot to like. Um, read out the voice chat yeah. messages from like around <laughs> you. <laughs> it's like a chat. It's, it's like it's. Like... Oh, Jimmy's just Jimmy. gone. Right. Damn, we'll we'll, we'll just we'll continue keep... the conversation yeah. on our own. Oh, he's back. Never mind. Hello, hello, hello. Yes, you are. Anyway, yeah, you as I was saying, yeah, my Discord is something funny. Anyway, what was I was going to say, it's like a crowd, but like, it's almost as if it's like you listen to a crowd, but. At the same time, anyone from the street can just walk in and say, yeah. "This is rubbish," and then, and then leave. <laughs> where's Where's Le, Where's LeBron James? <laughs> Do you imagine like if if you did have like that bot that like read out the messages and like they're just playing and you just hear like poor video quality, cameraman <laughs> obese like me. That's an actual That's an actual one, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's, enter- it's entertaining, but uh... Hmm. Uh, it definitely distracts a little bit from the actual the actual game that's happening, you know. But anyway, I think that's just about it. Obviously, very nice for the for the Lions to get some silverware in their hands after having you know come up short in the cup and um, you know being a little bit uh, off the pace currently in the in the championship. Uh, and we're not going to run through the. Um, the standings yet of course we'll wait a bit to get to that but it wasn't just the trophy happening this weekend there were some other games and we'll run through the scores for you very quickly on those ones so on friday we had the wolves versus the rocks bit of a rematch from last week the wolves uh, get their win back 93 to 74 um really the way that that should have that fixture should have gone the first time if you ask me as a wolves fan on Saturday, we had the Scorchers taking on the Eagles. And the Scorchers get a big win over the Eagles, obviously. Scorchers are a team that um, I think have been uh, climbing up in people's rankings over the past couple of, couple of weeks, maybe the last month or so. And uh, getting a big win over the Eagles will certainly help um, boost their esteem in the eyes of many. And also probably do wonders for their confidence. Um, as I said, they're currently 6-12. and 12. Uh, but you know they've got games in hand over the Flyers and could make a challenge for that final playoff spot. Um, and then we also had the Flyers versus the Rocks, a real uh, bit of a relegation six-pointer there. And Flyers take it ninety-one to eighty-four. Um, Rocks still bottom of the table, three and sixteen. Uh, now six points off the team in tenth place, which is the Giants, so they're falling. Further and further behind, unfortunately, for Rocks fans. And then this is how the table looks um, as of today, which is Monday, the 22nd of March. We've got the Riders on top with 34 points. Then the Eagles at 24 points. So Riders retaking really a commanding lead in the championship. Then you've got the Phoenix in third place with 24 points. Uh, Lions in fourth with 22 points. But they are they have only played 16 games, whereas Phoenix played 21. And then Riders of Eagles have both played 20. Uh, Raiders in 5th, 22 points as well, 19 games played. Sharks in 6th, also 22 points, 21 games played. Then you got the Wolves, then you got the Flyers, then you got Scorchers, Giants, and finally Rocks to finish it out. 
So that is how the BBL table looks currently. And we're going to get into a little bit of a segment we've got. Banner, do you want to intro this? It was your idea after all. Yeah, so we're going to give our, our starting five and coach for our selective British basketball lineups, except mm-hmm. the little twist is this. None of them are basketball players. They're British celebrities and public figures, aren't they, guys? Yes. And the way I've, the way I've interpreted this is that I'm not counting on them to be the absolute, you know, peak physical condition people. As we said, we've got to rule one athlete. You're only allowed one athlete, whether that's past or present. Okay. So it's not based on really the physical performance of your team. It's more about sort of how the team gels and, you know, the intangibles, I think is what we're going for there. So who wants to get us started? Should we go uh, point guard each and then shooting guard each? Or do we just want to go? Uh, each person's team. I think whole team. Whole team. Whole team. Okay, Dan, you want to kick us off with your team? <laughs> and talk us through your thought point process guard. why you chose to put the players in the positions. Uh, point guard. I've got Daniel Radcliffe. Because he's very short. He's magic. Like, Bit of a magician. Yeah, exactly. I was, I, I was going to get onto that as well. He's five six, which is what you know. It's great point guard height because no one can reach you, <laughs> um, or maybe not. Maybe not in this league because they'll be much shorter. But you know, shortest point guard, and then yeah, he's also a wizard. So he'll, be, he'll be getting those magic passes. He'll be Levy Court Johnson. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah, he'll be casting them spells on the basketballs. And okay, that's my point guard. Um, my shooting guard, I've got George Digweed. Who, who is, is George Digweed? <laughs> George Digweed, yes. Are, you, are we allowed to say that? He's the European English sports shooter clay shooting champion. <laughs> what? So he's saying he's a, he, sh- he shoots clay pigeons like with yeah. a rifle, so he's a good shooter. Okay. This is your athlete pick. This is what you use your athlete You 100% looked up best shooter. No, I just, I thought, like, clay pigeon shooting. So I, I googled, like, British champion clay pigeon shooter thing. And George Digweed was the undisputable top of that list. It's a great name. It is a good name, to be fair. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Digweed. If you're listening to this, George Digweed, we love you. you we love your name. That was it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for okay, we're allowed. By the way, we're allowed one athlete on this team. Yeah, oh, wait, you just no. used it up. Wait, oh no! George Digweed is an athlete. <laughs> I do. I do. Okay, Dan. The, the, the disrespect to clay pigeon shooters. <laughs> okay, Dan. For the purposes of time, you can have just stick with your original five. You can have two athletes. I'll give you an exemption. Right. Okay, because my, my next athlete, my small forward is. Jack Grealish. Debatable because you could say he's Irish, but um, I was trying to think of like players on the England team that are like good at like football. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's not many who are good at like driving oh, and dribbling at defenses and getting fouls and like diving and like I thought of Zaha, but he's an Ivory Coast person. 
So I yeah. thought Jack Grealish, Jack Grealish is the next closest thing to like the person. It's that... good. It's good fortune. It fails. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. Right, your your power forward, Dan. <laughs> power forward is N Wallace, who is the Secretary of State for Defence. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to... <laughs> can, can I just, can so, I, can I just say out, something? Free out, please. <laughs> can I just say, before the podcast, Dan went, who's the head of the army? <laughs> yeah, well, And I, I said, Dan, you're not going to put the head of the army. So he's gone for the next best thing, which is the Secretary of Defence. See, I did not know that the Secretary of Defence was, was actually called Ben Wallace, because that's very interesting. Given in the NBA, the Secretary of State for Defense was Ben Wallace for a number of years. Yeah, Ben Wallace, famous NBA Big player. Ben. Really? Big Ben. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Look at Ben Wallace, NBA, say. Dan. He's got the name for it. Certainly. Yeah. Defense ben. specialist. Some, yeah. I'm sure you planned that out, Dan. The petition comes yeah, it's first. A, it's a very clever, very Are clever guys... double on that Dan set up there. The Minister of Defense. Oh. Okay. And okay, my, my right, last Dan, pick is and rounding out your team. Actually, not rounding out your team, but my last pick isn't very good. It's I just picked pick. I, well, I googled like tallest British celebrities, and I picked Calvin Harris because he's six foot five. Calvin Harris is six foot five. Not, not, not I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's yeah, not, apparently it's not like crazy tall. Well, actually, like, I, hey, these are regular people. Let's talk. Let's talk with a regular person. Not, not, okay, okay, not talking to someone like Dan. Of no, course, Dan of course being eleven foot five is difficult for anyone to read. Not <laughs> Dan, who is your who is your coach that's going to really bring everything together? Oh no, you didn't. Wait. Do <laughs> <laughs> can we come back? Can we do coaches at the end? Okay. No. And then also, also we're gonna we're gonna name our team. So get to thinking on that as well. <laughs> okay. Okay. Barnett, do you want to go? You want to go next? Okay. Okay. At at point guard, I've got TV celebrity chef Nigella Lawson. Ooh, she's good she's, good. she's straight cooking fools. Yeah, exactly, oh. exactly. Chefing. That's what, that's what <laughs> I was thinking. And then second, I've got second Lee Nelson or whoever the actual guy's name is. I think Lee Nelson's a character to be honest. The the comedian. Lee Nelson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lee yes. Nelson. I mean he's a he'd be pretty disruptive as a defender, you know, giving you a bit of gab. His name he? is Simon 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 Brodkin. Yeah. Simon Brodkin. He'd be heckling. Oh, you. Specifically the Lee Nelson the Lee Nelson version. Okay. Yes, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank yeah, you yeah. I think I think he'd be king of, of the uh trash talk. <laughs> Number three. Got Jess Glynn. Basically just an annoyance. Yeah, yeah. Always <laughs> just, just an annoyance on the radio. <laughs> Can't get rid of her. I'm, I'm trying to think of a good Jess Glynn song name pun. Oh, oh, she's uh, singing. She's a singer. Coming to mind. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I haven't heard of any. She sings songs. By the way, she makes music. <laughs> and heard of Dan, any do you remember that song in, in 2014? Um, no, I'd rather rather be. Never mind. Yeah. If oh, I know that song. Give me a chance. Yeah. That's Jess Glynn. I do know. Oh, nice. I knew that song. Wow. <laughs> nice. Something today. Good job, Dan. I'm, I'm happy. All right. Okay. Now. James, your okay, power no, forward, please. No, number four. I've got 
Jedward. And uh, okay, oh, well, okay, well, hold on, on. a second. You can't pick two players for the power. Yeah, well, I, I think it. No, no, no. no only, Jedward only one plays at once. They just switch, so they never get tired. Oh, I see, I see. But they, they only have one jersey. I see. But um, I, like I, I don't. Yeah, eligibility is questionable because I think they're. I might, they might be Irish. They're dead. They're one hundred percent Irish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, in fact, I challenge you to name a more Irish <laughs> two people oh, than Jedwards. <laughs> okay, uh, number five. All right, we can, we can sort out the beats or something. Yeah, yeah, we'll, it, it'll be sorted out. But um, mm-hmm. number five got Tyson Fury, Ooh, lanky, lanky, and yeah. will fight for rebounds, possibly literally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think. You know, he's probably just stand there. There's any sort of scuffles, any sort of scuffles you have that you want Tyson Fury on your team. Yeah, if this were ice hockey, he'd be be in the perfect (laughs) spot. But um, yeah, I I just think he'd be the king. Him him and Calvin Harris going up for a rebound. I don't think Calvin Harris is going to try. I think Calvin Harris is just going to let him have it. No, no, no disrespect to Calvin. Exactly. Um. All right, very, very nice, very nice. Coach, well-rounded coach. Roster you've got there, I think. Wait, wait. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 Dan, have you come up with your coach yet? In Who's fact, the, um... Jules Holland, sorry, but Jules Holland, probably a bit of a player coach. You know, he'll get involved himself if needed. If a, uh... who's, who's ripping off the tuxedo? Not tuxedo. <laughs> just, just strips naked in basketball. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the fact that I say tuxedo, no basketball coach would ever be wearing a tuxedo. The suit, you know what I mean. <laughs> It's a bit, of a, a bit of a Gareth Murray situation with Jules Holland. Like to see it, like yeah. to see it. Wait, but is Jules Holland English? Yeah, surely. I think he's got... Oh, yeah, he is, he is, he is in fact, English. All right. Uh, Dan, have you got your coach yet? Mm. Oh, wait. Okay. Um, who invented the assembly line? Harrison Ford? Wait. <laughs> is it Harrison Ford? <laughs> Harrison Ford's the actor. He's American. Is it? Figure Henry Ford. Is Harrison Henry Ford. Ford. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know Harrison Ford. Can he play um, Han Solo? Yeah. He's not yeah very good. Man. Very good. Not that big. Can't pick Han Solo. Wait, what was it? And Harry, Harry Ford. Henry, Henry Ford. Henry. The dead Henry Ford. <laughs> Because... Not, not, not English in any way. <laughs> One of the famous American <laughs> investors. I like what James said about he um he as- he always assembles a good team. So I thought, who was yeah. the inventor of the assembly line? Henry Ford. It's Henry Ford. We, we just have right. to import. They would be an organised team for sure. It's one of my imports. The dead, the dead American in your all English team. <laughs> it's Henry one of my Ford. <laughs> Okay, well, let, let me take you through my roster before this before this podcast gets too off the rails. So, 
I'd like to say that I haven't quite picked these for any reason. I've just gone with pure gut feeling, um, and I've got a couple of that's reasons. As good as fe- that's as good as that's as good as a reason as any. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So in, at the point guard, you need uh, a real creator. They've got to be instrumental, you know, a bit of a bit of a musician. That's why I've gone with Phil Collins. Um, <laughs> bit of a musician. That was a, that was a stretch. <laughs> I had to, I had to, I just, well, I said, I said instrumental. Now, I think yeah, that was created, right? He'll drum up the troops. Exactly, exactly. He creates some real magic. Uh, yeah, Phil Collins, yeah. obviously. I, I'm 100% sure that Dan has no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, I just Googled Writer of such songs as... Oh, thank you, Dan. <laughs> In, in the air tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. You, 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 you must know that song, right? That's the one with the drums. Yeah, I do, I do. Yeah, of course. All right, yeah, that's, Shooting that's, Guard. That's the outro song. No, it's not. We get copyrighted for that. Okay, Shooting Guard. This one, I have no reasoning for. I just think he'd be a good Shooting Guard. I've got Rupert Grint. Uh, ah. You know, sort ah. of riffing on Dan's idea. But I thought Harry Harry Potter... He's a bit more of a main character, whereas Rupert Grint always there, you know, not necessarily the centre of attention, but he gets it done. You know, you, no one can argue with that. Uh, and Ron you know, Weasley, who, oh. know, who knows Harry Potter, you know, as well as Ron Weasley, no one. He's locking exactly. him up. That's that's a um, what was it called? Uh, man, man Match to man up. marking. What? He'll mark <laughs> Harry. Yeah, he'll mark him. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got the match of edge there, you know. Because yeah. I think uh, he's a he's a neutralizer, a real hard working, hard working like, on defense. Like 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 you have people who claim to be LeBron stoppers. This guy's a Potter stopper. This guy Potter stopper. <laughs> I'm a Potter. Sounds stopper. rude in some way. <laughs> it definitely does. <laughs> All right. At the small forward, this is another one based purely off of instinct. But I think, Banner, I know you said that Lee Nelson would have uh, the best trash talk. I think this man would uh, far exceed him. Frankie Boyle at small oh, forward. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Frankie Boyle, obviously. Um, <laughs> no. Okay, this is this is now British. <laughs> Banner, got, Banner got Jedward, okay? So I can yeah. take I can take Frankie Boyle on my team. Yeah, no, no, Brit- yeah, he's Scottish, isn't he? So yeah, yeah, which is oh, Glasgow. We allow, we allow, we allow that. Yeah, we allow that. Not dead American inventors, but you know we'll look past. You got to import import Henry Ford. <laughs> I still can't get over that. Okay, moving on. In the four position, in the power forward, I've got a guy who is very big and very smart. This guy, I know he's I know he's been playing the power forward, not known for strategy and stuff like that but i've got richard osman uh i like game that show host yeah yeah i it's just actually just because i've just watched house of games with richard osman so he was he was on my mind but he's very tall let me look up how tall he is because he he's six feet seven i think he's six oh he's giant but he's always sitting down so you can never tell but yeah richard osman, but like, he know he knows everything about about, about his match everything he's watched yeah, he's, six he's six watched hours of film six feet seven <laughs> yeah six feet yeah, oh. He'll he'll be the guy like um getting those weird like uh foul calls because he knows all the all the little like um tweaks in the rules, you know. All right, and then yeah. finally at center, I can't believe you guys didn't pick him. I've got Peter Crouch. Very tall, oh. obviously. He's Off an athlete. athlete card. 
you know, very he's athletic big. person. He's red. He's big. He's fu- he's funny. Take he out of the bed. Has a podcast. Has a podcast. I know that James's dad is a big fan of the Peter Crouch podcast. Isn't that right, James? Yeah, I think that's the only podcast he's ever listened to. I didn't think he knew what podcasts were, to be honest. But uh, high praise. I was proven wrong. Well, I would definitely send. I think. I think I've got the best like um, press conference team. Like, if I send Frankie Boyle and Peter Crouch up to do a press conference, the press will be <laughs> just. <laughs> you got yeah, a good cop bad cop situation there. <laughs> <laughs> you got Hugh and Honey and Vincent Vinegar. <laughs> I use that tactic for the referees as well. Like you know how you can like sort of you know, get the referees to give you some calls. I get Frankie Ball to just hurl abuse at them all game, and then Peter Crouch comes in, you know, tells a joke or two, tells a funny story about you know from his podcast or something, and then you know I get all the calls. Um, and then to coach this team, there's only one person. I don't I don't actually like him, but I just think he'd be the best. Jeremy Clarkson, to him being a pretty pretty good coach. Um, he's English just, for a start. Divisive man manager though. Yeah, but it's like it, it's just like Jose Mourinho. You know, you got to uh, sometimes you got to bring a bit of a bit of pepper to complete the um, complete the dish. Yeah, a bit a bit of spice in some way. Right. So um, we're gonna we're gonna name our teams. I'll, I'll hand it off to Dan first since he's just had such good picks. So well, yeah. well is Daniel Radcliffe in mind? I'm going with the Worcester witches and wizards. What else can you say? Very yeah. good. Classic. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Yeah. Right. Why, why James, I could go. what is your team name? Dan, you've, no, um, Dan, you've, you've made your decision. Okay. Holland. <laughs> Holland. Jules, 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 I'm going to his team. So Jules, it's just called Holland. Yeah, Jules, <laughs> this is my old British basketball team. Holland. Holland. It's just such a weird. Okay. Why not like France or Germany? Holland. Well, no, it's, it's like, it's what? That's that because George Holland. What? What? Have you done? What? Wait, Do you know George Holland? My suspicion. No, Dan's Tom no Holland. Idea. Never mind. We'll yeah, move on. No, no, never mind. All right, well, I'm just going to go for the Manchester Marauders. I think it's a... That's an actual I name. Go with the... I could even go with the Manchester Murderers. I think I'll go with that, actually. <laughs> just to really strike terror into the heart of our opponents. <laughs> okay, so we've got the Worcester Witches and Wizards, <laughs> the Manchester Murderers, and Holland. <laughs> I, just, I feel like I think that note like... is as good as any. To... Oh, go on, Dan. Finally, I was just going to say, say I feel like useful, please. I feel like um, every episode is just like a random word generator, like, like Twitch plays Pokemon with our team names oh, yeah. and just the stuff we say. So, you must, Dan, I've suspected that's how you've operated for many years now. Oh. You have a chip in the back of your head that controls your your, your mouth and whatever you say. Well, anyway, Hello? that is the end of the podcast. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening and making it this far. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do it at BBL Nation 1. If you want to follow us on Instagram, 
follow us at BB Animation Podcast. Do not try and email us at all. Do not try and do it. Don't do it. And we'll see you next time. Deuces. Do this.